With Oklahoma and Texas set to join the Southeastern Conference eventually, well, there is the matter of football scheduling in that conference in the future. I'm starting to think, based on timing, we could actually hear a resolution to this as soon as this offseason. So if you're a Missouri fan, who should we want the Tigers' permanent opponents in football to be in the future? Well, you know what? Let's break down the entire league as far as that goes right now on Locked on Mizzou. You are Locked on Mizzou, your daily podcast on the Missouri Tigers, part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. Hey, all you true sons and daughters, I'm John Miller, your Mizzou mafioso and the central scrutinizer of Missouri Tigers football and basketball. Thanks so much for making this your first listen every day. We are free and available on all platforms, including YouTube. And thanks for telling a friend as always. And you know what, my good friends, I have to admit I've been wrong about something in the last couple years. Well, (laughs) probably more than one thing as you're screaming into your device right now, right? Hey, I get it. I'm not perfect. But you know what? Thanks for listening anyway, once again. But in all seriousness, I really would have thought that by now we would be expecting Texas and Oklahoma to be arriving in the Southeastern Conference. But all indications right now is it sure seems like I've underestimated, especially Oklahoma's willingness to continue to accumulate a few more conference championships in the relatively weaker Big 12 and also for Texas and Oklahoma to just continue to rake in the higher end of that Big 12 payout, something obviously that was a contentious issue when that conference nearly fell apart. Missouri goes to the SEC about 10 years ago and, well, ironically, Look who comes crawling to the SEC. I don't think we can bring that up to OU and Texas fans enough, quite honestly. But again, I would have thought that they'd be here by now. I really would have, but the more you look at it, it's starting to look like maybe they'll just run out the clock, avoid paying a buyout, and we'll see Texas and OU perhaps in the 2025 season at the latest. 2000 or excuse me, 2025 because it's sure not looking like 2022 is going to happen by any stretch of the imagination. I think we would have gotten an indication of that by now. However, I got to think behind the scenes, the conference has got to be thinking about finalizing what that 16-team football schedule looks like. And if you're a Missouri fan, this is a really, really big deal because, hey, this is this could absolutely affect Missouri's ability to be competitive on the margins for years, perhaps decades going forward into the future. For instance, Okay, let's just start let's start by talking about what the real questions are at hand here. For instance, obviously again, the Longhorns and the Sooners are coming again eventually at some point. We're not sure what season. I'm almost certain it's not going to be 2022. Could it be 2023 or 24? Perhaps at the latest it's going to be 2025. So when that happens, first of all, obviously the question is what's the structure of the divisions? There's been a lot of talk that perhaps Missouri moves over to the SEC West, which geographically, obviously, Missouri is about as far west as you can get in the conference. I think they might, in fact, be the farthest team west, unless it's Baton Rouge. I'm pretty sure, though, that Columbia is farther 
is farther west of the Mississippi. Forgive me for not having a map on hand right now. The point is, obviously, Missouri fits geographically in the west, and Alabama and Auburn, well, they fit a little bit more, obviously, geographically in the east. So maybe we will just have two eight-team divisions. But that doesn't really solve one of the major issues that's been brought up by not only SEC fans, but people in the front office of the conference. And that's that teams like Missouri and LSU, teams that are that are across the division that aren't your rival like Arkansas, well, they're basically strangers. You see them once every six, seven years or so. And that's just not enough. That's not enough to form real emotions and rivalries and stakes, and, and more importantly, just interest, eyeballs, ratings. Hey, dollars and cents, right? I know these are student-athletes still, but let's be honest. The curtain's been peeled back. This is a big-time business. So it seems to me, with all that being said, that the most likely scenario is that every team is going to have three or four permanent opponents with a nine-game schedule. Currently, of course, the SEC plays eight games. That's been a bone of contention with the Big Ten Conference, who plays nine conference games. Well, I think when Oklahoma and Texas arrive, I think you'll see that bumped up to nine. I'm pretty certain of that. I would bet a lot of money on that happening with even odds. And again, another thing I think is going to happen, Greg Sankey has talked about wanting more Wanting Missouri and LSU, that was the example I gave. Let, let's see Missouri and LSU have them actually play on a more regular basis. Well, that means that you're going to see other teams on a less regular basis. So what I think is most likely is, again, I think you're going to see either three or four permanent opponents. So if you're Missouri, the big question is, who do we want those opponents to be? Well, coming up, I want to talk exactly about that. But let's first talk about the also-rans. These are the teams that I think just don't have enough history or juice or geographic proximity, any of that stuff that you would like to have with somebody you're playing on a permanent annual basis. And those teams to me are Georgia, which is the only one from the SEC East, by the way, that I'm going to have on this list. Auburn, LSU, Ole Miss, Alabama, and Mississippi State. Those are the teams I didn't even consider for being Missouri's rival. But anybody else who's not on that list, well, we're going to consider them, and we're going to go through them in reverse order coming up. But first, I want to tell you about Built Bar. Yes, indeed, the greatest tasting protein bar of all time. But you know what? They don't sit on their laurels. They're always innovating. And by golly, Built Bar has done it again. Their birthday cake puffs. This stuff is beyond belief. You're eating a birthday cake that's actually chock full of protein, low calorie, low sugar, low in fat, low in calories, but that's somehow covered in 100% real chocolate. This can't be real, right? But you just heard me. It is real. It is 100% real. So go to Built.com, get the birthday cake puffs now at Built.com by using the promo code LOCKED15 to get 15% off your order. Once again, use that promo code LOCKED15 for 15% off at Built.com. Thanks again for making Locked On Mizzou your first listen every day. Make sure to check out Locked On 
NBA Big Board. Perfect time to do so. The draft lottery has now happened. So check out Raphael Barlow from NBA Draft Junkies. And he's joined by Richard Stamen, Sam Ferris, Leif Thulin, giving fans an in-depth look into the draft, mock drafts, player rankings, and of course, big boards. It is free and available wherever you get your podcasts. So just really quickly before I get into this list of teams for Missouri to be permanent opponents, it does sort of beg the question, if they're going to be three, perhaps four permanent opponents, well, is it going to be the most obvious solution? Will there be four four-team divisions, sort of like the National Football League, or will it just be one through 16, sort of like basketball has been for the last few seasons in this conference? I got to imagine the divisions is more likely a team can avoid the stigma of finishing dead last Plus those four divisions, we've seen it work in the NFL as previously stated. So that seems like the more likely outcome, but I'm not sure that it really matters that much just in, just in terms of structure. But again, the following teams that I'm going to list, again, from, from the teams that I'm least interested in to most interested in, let's start with the least interested, but you know what? One that I still think could happen. All these are possibilities. That's why I'm going to break them down just a little bit. First, let's quickly start with the Texas A&M Aggies. And you know what? Missouri obviously has a long-time recruiting connection in Texas, and it would obviously be nice to keep that alive. But let's be real. The SEC already went away from this, quote, rivalry once, and it would feel weird to go backwards. It never feels great to go backwards in life, in my opinion. Also, frankly, I'd rather visit Austin than College Station, and the Aggies are actually significantly better than the Longhorns right now, so you know what? I'm good on Texas A&M. That brings us to South Carolina, and there's been some memorable close football games during the time of Missouri being in the SEC, but it's also a long ways away, and by it, I mean Columbia, South Carolina. And at most, really the juice between the actual emotion between Missouri and South Carolina. Well, we're talking about football here, but unfortunately far too much of that emotion actually involves one Don Staley, the South Carolina women's basketball coach. And the Mayor's Cup is definitely a cute gimmick between the cute between the two Columbias, but I just don't think either fan base has any real hatred toward the other. So to me, this one's a little bit far down the list, along with the Kentucky Wildcats. While Lexington is relatively close in terms of geography, is there a whole lot of juice and emotion to Kentucky and Missouri on the football field? Well, not really, even though, frankly, the Wildcats have owned the Tigers since entering the SEC. For some reason, this matchup just leaves me cold, so I got to imagine the Kentucky fans would probably agree for the most part. And for whatever reason, a Lexington-Kentucky road trip doesn't do a whole lot for me either. I've heard people say that, hey, no, actually, it's a beautiful place. You get to go through bourbon country, all that good stuff. So I could totally admit I have zero experience there, so I could completely be wrong. Just telling you my quick feelings there. Finally, you've got Tennessee some interesting history there over the years for sure, and, and it felt like that was starting to be somewhat of a rivalry a few years ago, especially after a couple massive beatdowns by the Tigers in 2016 
and 17. But you know what? After the past three years or so, it just feels like the rivalry is, has lost a little bit of juice. And also the geography for Knoxville, Tennessee, by the way. Okay, in terms by SEC standards, obviously the two states, Tennessee and Missouri, do share a small border. But actually, still, Knoxville is like a nine-hour drive. So and not exactly an easy one to fly to either. So, eh, again, sort of more of that. More of that, darn it, I wish this was a better road trip kind of deal that we sort of have in the SEC at times living all the way in the northeastern, northwestern, excuse me, part of that region in Missouri. But finally, here's the last also ran. This is the last team that didn't make the final four of my list, but it's probably going to be higher than most of you expect, and it's the Florida Gators because you might be surprised. Hey, in terms of intrigue, you know what? Actually, Missouri has been surprisingly competitive against the Gators. In fact, more than competitive at times. We've actually embarrassed the Gators a couple times in the Swamp and a couple times in Columbia as well. But beyond that, obviously, still a long ways to go to to Gainesville, Florida. And to be fair, Florida sounds nice in November, right? But also nobody's confusing Gainesville for for South Beach, Florida. Still, a big-name program that Missouri has proven it can beat, and potential for long-term recruiting inroads in what is one of the major recruiting hotbeds in all of the country. So, you know, having said that, while this is relatively high up, my own personal preferences, as you can see, actually being the fifth choice, I don't think it's going to happen. Not impossible, though. So, so I did feel like I should include Florida on this list, and, well, I ended up being surprised how high I actually had them. So you know what? Let's get... So the final four, the real choices, my real preferences, if I had my druthers, these are the four teams that I would have as Missouri's permanent opponents in football coming up. But first, I want to tell you about Rock Auto. And with the ever-increasing number of makes and models out there on the road, it's literally impossible for your local chain store to provide and stock all of the car parts you could possibly need, right? So why would you endure the often pointless trip to said local chain store, endure their questions by people who may or may not know what the heck they're talking about? Instead, you got a computer. We got computers, we got information, and we got rockauto.com at home and in your pocket. You'll save money, you'll save time. Why would you spend 30, 40, 50%, even 100% on the same parts that you can get at rock auto so do it now go to rockauto.com see all the parts available for your vehicle right locked on in their how did you hear about us box so they know we sent you amazing selection reliably low prices all the parts your car will ever need rockauto.com all right this is it missouri's four permanent opponents that I would most like to see happen on the football field. And again, keep in mind, I'm guessing it could be three, it could be four. I'm not totally certain how the SEC is going to ultimately come down on this. So you know what? At number four, if there's a team that is the odd one out, it will be the Oklahoma Sooners, the team that Missouri clearly has the longest history with in the entire league by far. But, of course, the question is, do we want to play Oklahoma 
every single year because obviously while Missouri does have decades and decades and decades of history with the Sooners going all the way back to the Big Six Conference, well, most of that history has been dominated by the Sooners, let's be honest. So that's a really tough road to hoe if you're Missouri, no doubt about it. But again, some real emotion, some real juice, some real history there if you're a Missouri fan, for sure. Also, geographically, an easy drive. Having said that, I've never heard anybody tell me, hey, you got to get to Norman, Oklahoma someday. I've heard that about a lot of other places in the SEC and throughout the country. Just being honest, haven't heard that about Norman yet. On the other hand, at our number three team, hey, the other new guys on the block, the Texas Longhorns. Obviously, as I said in the Texas A&M portion of this program, recruiting. That's a big thing for Missouri. I think to have an annual game against a team from Texas every other year, you'll have a game actually in the state of Texas. To me, the flagship team of that state, still the Longhorns, despite the Aggies coming on in a real big way the last few seasons. And here's the other thing. They're actually not that good in football. It's been years now since they've been a dominant team. It's been well over a decade. And you know what? The best three seasons that Texas has had about the last dozen or so was with Tom Herman, and they couldn't have kicked him out the door fast enough. Also, I will I do have to admit that while the geography in terms of distance from Columbia to Austin is less than ideal, but for me it's not a deal breaker because Austin is a fun town to visit. And really, just other than the distance, I'm not seeing a huge downside here other than, well, the Longhorns, from from their angle, they might be pretty lukewarm on it. I, I could certainly see that. But from Missouri's perspective, hey, just keep keep needling the Horns fans online about Delos Dodds and all of his stupid comments years ago. And, uh, of course, I think, I think we can get them to hate us. I think we can do it. I, I have faith in all of us Missouri fans. But... Number two on my list, after Oklahoma and Texas were third and fourth, well, this one's a lot higher than I think a lot of you are expecting. It's the Vanderbilt Commodores. And yes, in terms of juice, in terms of excitement, nobody's going, yay, Missouri and Vanderbilt. We understood. Understood that's a big downside for a team to be number two. But let's think about it a little more. What do you really want if you're a Missouri fan? You want this team to win, right? Well, guess what? It certainly helps get to win in in the Southeastern Conference. You're going to add Texas and Oklahoma. It's not getting any easier, folks. So, hey, you know what would be nice? The one game on the schedule that is at least in theory an easy win every single season. Now, of course, that hasn't always worked out for Missouri the last few years. I hear you. I'm just saying what's most likely to happen, well, probably a victory against Vanderbilt on an annual basis over anybody else in this league. Plus, on top of that, again, what, a six-hour drive to Nashville? That's doable. In fact, that's about that's about kind of the, the distance that I'm willing to do on a day trip, which is why, I don't know, nine hours to Knoxville is pushing it. Six hours to Nashville? Hey, I can hang with that. Also, Nashville, obviously a fun hang one of the best places you can visit in this area. So what the heck? To me, give me the the relatively close geography, the fun hang in Nashville, 
and an easy victory, yeah, give me the Commodores every single year, without a doubt. But hey, number one, believe it or not, it's who it is right now. It's Missouri's current permanent rival. It's the Arkansas Razorbacks, and frankly, I would be stunned if this wasn't one of the Missouri's permanent rivalries. Obviously, there's some history there on the football field. Nothing crazy. Really, the most interesting history between Arkansas and Missouri is on the hardwood between Norm Stewart and Nolan Richardson. But you know what? Just great geography, though. The, the, the border that the two share, the common Ozark region, just lots of crossover between fans there. Obviously, the farther north you get in Arkansas, the more Missouri fans you're going to get in Arkansas and vice versa. The farther south you go in Missouri, like in Springfield, for instance, plenty of Arkansas people start creeping into that area. So, you know, just lots of obvious rivalries, common regions, common history, all of that stuff. And also a good program, Arkansas is, but certainly not a great program historically. They're doing rather well right now, without question. But it wasn't so long ago that Arkansas was the bottom feeder of the SEC West on a pretty annual basis. So to me, in terms of competition, history, a little bit of juice, some good geography, I think Arkansas is the obvious best fit. However, there's still some pretty good ones there if you're a Missouri fan. Again, Arkansas, Vanderbilt, Texas, Oklahoma, that'd be pretty good, right? Some good road trips, some fun road trips, some interesting matchups. I think it's kind of got everything you want. An old Big 8 opponent, you got Texas, the recruiting element, one of the most fun cities to go to in Nashville, and obviously your literal cro- closest rival, the team that you share the the your most famous geographical area, basically the Ozarks. I think it's got it all, that, that list of four right there. So you know what? I'm sure lots of you will have your opinions on this as well. I'm sure many of you will have a different four, certainly a different order as well. So, hey, you got your own thoughts. Hit me up at LockedOnMizzou on Twitter. Email me, LockedOnMizzou at gmail.com. Oh, and I would be remiss if I didn't point out that, yes, you should make your second listen. Locked on SEC. Get all of your daily SEC news in less than 30 minutes with SEC expert Chris Gordy. And thanks again for listening to Locked on Mizzou.